year. Hello, 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 hello. Oh my god. <laughs> testing, testing. One, two, three. 10, 11, 12. <laughs> Girl. I. Hey guys. <laughs> What's up, hey y'all? Hey guys, welcome back to my Episode channel. Four. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, let's. Let's do let's do this. Let's do it. Yes. <laughs> Get ready with right. me. <laughs> Get ready with me. All right, guys. Seriously though, on a serious note, be sure to click that red subscribe button. Um, click that bell in the left hand corner for notifications when we post. Um, smash that like button. <laughs> comment, subscribe, share. <laughs> oh my god. Who the fuck are we? Why I don't are we? Know. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So um you know, welcome to we talk podcast episode four. Is... Episode four, nigga. <laughs> episode four of we talking podcast. <laughs> um, I'm your host Charlie. That's my lovely co-host. Yes. So we're going we're going to talk about some things today. Episode four is titled "Okay, but they outsold <laughs> because they have." Like, I'm really excited about this episode. <laughs> Like yes, because if you know if you know me, if you know Charlie, you know that Charlie talks about all things music all the fucking time. All my tweets are basically comprised of different lyrics and shit. And you know what? That's okay. Like I I only get on Twitter to fucking share what the fuck I'm listening to, tweet lyrics, and subtweet all the fuck niggas that I deal with. But that's another episode. Yeah, and um, if you know me, you know I love all types of music, any type of fucking music. Like if I feel it, I feel it. Oh, oh shut up! <laughs> oh shut up and stop with your discriminatory ass. I don't have time. I love music, anything with a melody. If I connect to it, I'm just here for it. Okay, so she's obviously not gonna live that down. I stand in my truth. <laughs> Look, I'm not gonna judge you for liking the the most like the I think that is the trashest ever genre. Hit. I think of all genres, countries, the trashes, but I still think they got some fucking bops. Dog, we was on our way to Carmi's last week, and my friend, she's a suburbs bitch. Shout out to Tunisia, I love that bitch. She's a suburbs bitch, so you know she hangs out with you know. Caucasian people. So she gonna turn on some goddamn what's it called? Some what's that one nigga? Jason Aldean. And I'm high as fuck, so she killed my <laughs> high off rip. I'm like, yo, how you just gonna do this to me when when we're on our way to the land of milk and honey, fucking carmies, soul food right. restaurant. Like, how you gonna do that to me? Like, I screamed the uh, whole time. Like, if you've ever seen you know, Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Like, you know how cheese oh, just, thing? like, scream oh, for long periods gosh. of time? <laughs> that was me as fuck. Like, I was so upset and so, like, distraught that she she had me in that car listening to country. And she apologized to me. Man, today you don't apologize for that shit. But it's still... It's never about going... Tunisia, I'm never going but... to heal. <laughs> I, I'm never going to heal... <laughs> I'm never going to heal. I feel like I don't know. Like, I was fucking with you when I said I listened to Jason Aldean, but he gets quite the buzz. So you know what? I think I think I might check it out. He gets quite the the white <laughs> buzz, but okay. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna give it a go. 
but moving on guys this episode is about country music so today (laughs) get the fuck (laughs) (laughs) who i'm sorry you've been voted off i only have i only have oh my gosh (laughs) and two co-hosts stand before me (laughs) (laughs) i'm done with you i hate you i'm done with myself i'm kidding guys no for real for real this time uh charlie came to me and basically felt like we should have a music episode and I think that's true. Like, we kind of touched on it when it came to gospel music, but I think it's time to branch the fuck out. And um, so Charlie's idea was that this week we talk about our top five albums over the last three years. Three years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, I was going to keep it to this year, but, like, not enough five yeah. albums have been dropped this year for me to to be like, oh, this is my favorite, this is my favorite, this is also my favorite, this is my favorite, and this is my favorite. I couldn't do that for this year, so I decided to split it up between the past three years, and I was going to do ten, but Demaya said we're going to be sitting here talking all day if we do that, so you know know I'm saying? Like, later in the season, maybe we could, you know, do a part two of this episode, perhaps maybe next week. Oh my gosh, you know what we should do? We should get high and do an ASMR episode. (laughs) Oh my God, yo! When I come, when I come to fucking New York, that's We're gonna, gonna be the way. We're gonna do it, guys. Let us know if y'all would fuck with a high munchies ASMR episode. Yes, yes. We're we're gonna right, do it. It's we're a gonna do it. Fuck out of here. Yeah. Period. Period. We're gonna do it regardless of what the fuck they want to hear because we're gonna talk about it regardless. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have a good time. So, yeah, we sure the fuck are. So. Yeah, like moving, moving right along, moving right along. So, um, pop culture. What the fuck's going on in the world oh right now? My Y'all gosh. see how Rihanna tore into Donald Trump's ass on Twitter for using her music at his rallies? Yes, I and I mean, you know, he got to be white if "Please Don't Stop the Music" is like is the Rihanna song that you stand like out of her whole repertoire. We really vibing out to please don't stop the music. I know all the Beckys was dancing oh to like gosh. the fucking, the fucking, like dancing off beat like Like no, no, we not no. Goodness. But yeah, she shut that shit down. Um, I also know who was it? It was somebody else that sent out. Was it Miguel or somebody sent out a cease and desist? Um, because uh, he was playing their music at his rallies too, and now he got to stop. Yeah, yeah, that cease and desist shit. I need all the artists that you know that want to fight against Trump to do that. Do the cease and desist For shit, sure. and get him to stop playing your fucking music at at the fucking rallies. Because anyway, his his rallies are butt. Like, why you want to be there? Like, I stay cup of tea. The music ain't even popping. I'm just, I'm tired. I'm really Never tired. Never mind. Um, Any whore. Like, fuck, tr- fuck, fuck them. <laughs> I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> Me the fuck too. We we not gonna give fucking Cheeto Dust Mussolini any energy on this episode. Not on my podcast. Not on my watch. Watch. Not on my watch, <laughs> dog. You want it, man? Oh my gosh! Like, a, young a fucking hilarious. Best, bro. Like, 
It's the smile like, before she dog. slams the table that gets to me. Like she calmly smiles. It's not oh my like, all right, mom. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was disturbing. Yeah, but any whore. Um, so did y'all know that over the weekend, six nine, Nikki and Kanye were supposed to record a music video. And Kanye and Six Nine were there. Nicki Minaj was late, as Nicki tends to be, and their shit got shot up. Like <laughs> shot up, shot up. That's not only funny. that, this is the third music video this year. This is the third set of one of his videos that got shot up this year. Alone. I mean, that's not funny for Kanye. Kanye, I don't want him and to And Nikki, it's not funny for her, too. Oh, yeah, her either, but she doesn't. She yeah. wasn't there, so I'm and not Kanye, Kanye said, fuck that. Kanye left immediately after. Um, they completely wrapped rap filming, like, the, the crew members and everything like that. Like, they they all dipped, and rightfully so, but, like, that's just not, in, in my opinion, like, if I was in the industry, that's just not the type of energy I would want to be around, just, like, the shit that he say on social media and shit, like, I got a bag to chase, motherfucker, and the way you talking, like, I don't know, it's just, it's not even, I don't know, he's always talking about shooting somebody, always talking about busting the cap of somebody's ass, I have yet to see him back any of it up, like, all he do is dance Dog, he's with a his fucking, fucking security guards. He's a fucking Chicano, fucking Mexican ass, non-black ass, like, Get the fuck out of here. What is his name? Daniel Hernandez. That's hilarious. Bitch, I want to know why. (laughs) Like, like, honestly. And if they would have got shot, I don't want Kanye and Nikki to get shot. But it's just like, bitch, why are you even making songs with him? Y'all are so above that. Like, make a song together. If anything, like like, Monster Part 2, something. But like, I don't know. I feel like he's he's skating by in this industry and it sucks because I feel like people are giving him a yeah. pass and I'm not understanding why. Like, the nigga's music is not that It's hot. not. It's not. Well, from what I've heard, I, I can't fuck with his music. I, like, Gummo, Billy, like, all that shit, the fucking screaming shit. Bro, shut up. I need like, to get in touch please. with the times because the only thing I've heard of, of his was Fifi. Like, I haven't. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I'm not even gonna hold you before I even knew about the whole fucking sexual assault case or whatever fucking case he got going on with, with the fucking mm. child. Um, before I knew about that, I was bumping Gummo, Billy, and fucking, uh, what's the other song? I was bumping three of his songs religiously because they used to get me turned. But like now that I see that, you know, he was about to get charged for that. The sexual assault shit, like my nose immediately turned up at the at the sound of his yeah. music. I never, I never even tried to get down with it because I feel like right next to, as I always say, right next to the factory that's pumping out whisper singers with loose curls and light ass skin. Right next to that is pumping out rappers with face tats, weird ass haircuts, weird ass hair dye jobs, and like fucking Uzi two and three. Yes, and they ain't even like, on Uzi's sick level. Of it. Like. <laughs> Facts like the bad bitchery, the bad bitchery is like the bad bitchery of Lil Uzi Vert is unmatched, and I just need people to understand that. Like, Lil Uzi is a product of his own, like, his own making. Like, he was made in his own lab, 
after he got made, that lab got shut down. All these other niggas are just trying to be him. And what social media is not going to do is flame Lil Yeah. I won't have it. I will have none of it. None of it. He was Lil Uzi before being like Lil Uzi was like cool. Like he was being Lil Lil Uzi when like niggas was tearing him down, being hella homophobic. And now niggas be on that exact same wave. He's so pure. I don't care. I love him so so much. And like I and I'm glad though that like his energy is starting to rub off on a on a lot of black men specifically, just because it's like who gives a shit? Like do what you want. And you can tell Uzi's that type of person. He don't give a fuck. Whatever his lane is, he's in it. He created it, and that's just what it is. And right. a lot of people are starting to be Philly like that. He's a Philly nigga. He's a Philly <laughs> nigga, and he'll he'll smoke you, but he got the cutest little shoulder roll too. Who was he like, about to fight in that one video when he was posted up in the street? Oh my gosh, it was I that forget, one video. He was, he he was, was ready. Like he was like, "I ain't come to talk. I ain't come to talk." I'm like, "Oh my gosh, my little baby string of light." <laughs> was it a was it uh I forget who who fought fucking the one dude the the one stylist dude that styles Kanye West and um Ian what's his name I can't tell you Ian 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 what the, what the fuck is this nigga's name bruh I'm gonna have to go on Twitter I literally hate him oh like, my gosh Ian Ian Con- Ian Connor. That's that nigga. That name. name. Oh my gosh. I don't know who he is, but I always see people tweeting about him. He's uh, so disgusting. He's so trash. <sighs> we'll we'll have a separate conversation about that. But yeah. Um, I don't know. For some reason I thought well, Uzi was about to fight him. No, um, it was a rapper. I couldn't. Uh hold on. Who was it? Uzi fight. You looking it up too? Yeah. Well, what what am I chopped liver? Rich the kid. I love you so much. Rich the kid. Sell it. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I'm watching the video again. It's so cute. (laughs) Dog, Rich Rich the kid was about to get that fucking work. Stomp man, stomp man. Yeah, that's him. Fuck out of (laughs) here. Uh, Rich the kid. Oh, uh, yeah, I am looking at his instant. <laughs> yeah, he don't even look like. No, nah, he don't even look like he could back shit up. Like, I I just love me some Uzi. Okay, like I I am at my highest form of bad bitch when I'm listening to Uzi. Agree. I think he's the blueprint for bad bitches. If I'm being yeah, real, honestly. he's the standard, and that's just that. He he did that. He did that. Agreed, agreed. So, do you want to do you want to cover anything else regarding music, or do you want to hop into these albums? Mm, we going uh, I I feel like I want to cover one more thing. Oh, Solange is supposed to drop something later on this year and change you know change the world. Per the usual, and I'm just ready. Oh my for gosh, it. I'm trying not to think about it. It's like, it's like whenever you finish a season of your favorite show, and you try not to think about the fact that you got to wait another year. So you're trying to like be grateful for all the shows that you could watch. Like I don't know. Like I'm just like, cause then like, how are you gonna like follow up from a seat at the table? 
Like, can something be greater than this? Like, oh my gosh, just thinking about it. Like, I'm about to be in isolation for a long time. Yes. A message to Solange. Where's the album? Give us we the album. We the need album. the album. Where's the album? We want the album. Give us the album. Please. Like, I just need her to drop whatever she's about to drop and just scalp me. Take my hair. I don't need it anymore. You can have it. I love her so much. Like, Did you see that video of her, Jay-Z, and Beyonce and Mama Tina at the Halloween party? Yes, and Mama Tina was shooting t- fucking guns. Her gun. Her gun. Her gun. Oh her my gun. gosh. Tag yourself. I'm her gun. Literally. And then it's um the caption, no, somebody tweeted and was like, uh, they quoted the tweet and was like, Jay-Z, you want to be Solange's friend so bad. And in the video, I he was like, come that. on, come on. And that's the perfect song. Let's go. And like, he was, I never saw this nigga more like giddy. And she like carelessly walked up. I'm like, oh, I feel like that might just be their dynamic. But it's still funny. I screamed so <laughs> loud. I really did. I screamed very loud. It's hilarious. <laughs> and then Beyonce made Mama Tina delete her fucking caption. So she tweeted, um, or she posted on Insta. Her caption was, I had so much fun at the party. Um, Beyonce and whoever they, else they had the party with, she was like, y'all really did y'all thing. She was like, it was an amazing time. And um, she was like, Beyonce keeps teasing me and calling me TMZ paparazzi. And she was like, uh, they probably won't invite me to the next party anymore. LOL. And then... <laughs> <laughs> and then literally somebody screenshotted it a day later it said had so much fun at the party heart and then it still said i she forgot to delete the i because she would she deleted oh like God. the rest of the whole paragraph where she said beyonce was calling her tmz <laughs> i was weak like she really deleted i, I feel like b made her delete that shit <laughs> low-key low-key because b so low-key yeah agreed <laughs> she's so low-key but <laughs> anymore, I really am ready for this album, though, sis. Like on a serious note, I am though. I I need that. I I need that. True. I I really need that. So we gonna get into these albums, sisters. Let's do it, girls and gays. Oh my god. Okay. So look, how you want to do this? You want you want to do it first, or do you want to do like you give your album, I give my album? I think we should give our albums and then just go one by one back and forth. Boom, 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 okay. boom. All right, so my album. So basically, what she what she suggested was that we do two from 2016, two from 2017, and one from 2018 because, as y'all noticed, I mean, this year was good for albums. Like, we had a lot of people delivering, but compared to the recent, the recent years, we can't just... Whew, any whore, 2016. So I chose for 2016, I chose Lemonade and Anti. Um, 2016, I was a senior. So yeah, those are my like album albums. 2017, Control and Damn. 2018, Dirty Computer. Okay. Uh, Me? Look, like 2016 was the year. The year. Of all the great albums for me, I feel like. So I'm gonna say a seat at the table, and I'm going to say lemonade because I stand, I stand the Knowles. I can't, I can't just not stand them. 
Um, and I'm going to give an honorable mention to um, Anti because that album was lovely, but I just have to give the two spots to the Knowles because a seat at the table really. Lemonade was that, like, was that album for Black women? Like, it was very coming of age for Black women and it really changed a lot of things, I feel like. It helped me. It helped me grow as a person. What's um? But a seat at the table was that for Black people as a whole? What's your What's like, your chooses for twenty seventeen and twenty eighteen? Let me Let me see. Uh, twenty seventeen. Control and damn, of course, because Kendrick fucking killed us when he dropped damn. He really did. Um, that nigga has never released a bad album, and I'll fight anybody about it. Um, and Control was also a coming-of-age album for me that was released in my senior year. And it got me through, honey. It got me the fuck through. I had just graduated. I was stressed out over a nigga, and it, it helped. Like, never... I don't feel like we've ever had, like, a an album where... Not never, but, like, I don't feel like we've had an album where, like, black women really sit down and like be vulnerable like yes that. yes like, agreed agreed like, it was it was weird and like it like weird vulnerable not just the regular oh this nigga broke my heart blues, my brand. Blues, blues. <laughs> like 2018 2018 <laughs> girls and then 2018 uh we gonna say saturn by neo saturn was that album neo did that <laughs> so yeah those are my picks all right um, all right so i'll i'll do one and then you do one until we're through all right uh so should i i'm gonna start with lemonade for me the reason lemonade was so important for me for and when i'm giving credit for lemonade i don't want to just give credit to b i want to give so much credit to the creative team involved I'm talking about the writers yes. for the project. I'm talking about the directors for the visual yes. album. I'm talking about the dancers, the actors, the actresses. I'm talking about everybody involved because it was just such a beautiful body of work as a whole. But I think my favorite thing about Lemonade, not only was it the Formation World Tour, whew, bald. <laughs> that was my first oh Beyonce my God, concert. Shut up. Um, but I didn't get damn. to go. So, <laughs> so Lemonade, the Formation World Tour, but the the concept as a whole y'all and i'm talking about when i say the concept i mean the storyline the reason it's called Mm -hmm. lemonade she made it like she made it a multifaceted meaning one being uh at the beginning of all night or is it the end of freedom one of the two you hear uh jay-z's grandma at her birthday celebration and she's saying um uh, she said, I had my ups and downs, but I always found the way to get inner strength or some shit. I would serve lemons and I made lemonade. So I'm like, oh, okay, Iconic. that's what it means. But then we go into all night and then she explains that lemonade also, she starts describing how to make sweet southern lemonade. And then she compares that remedy that was passed down for generations from the women in her family. She compares that to a recipe to get over heartbreak, a recipe to become more resilient with the shit that life throws at you. And it literally tied the whole album together. And once I once mm-hmm. I heard all night and I heard the the spoken word that she did right before, like the monologue at the beginning. Um, I don't know. I just kind of realized like this album was something great. Like for me, it'll be the greatest, one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. Just, yeah, just because definitely. like she, 
I don't know. She just she just compared learning how to make lemonade with learning how to get over heartbreak and continue to move on. And while praising black women's resilience can be really toxic, um, she just put it in such a beautiful way. Like, yeah, it's painful, but like she I don't know, she just made it she just made it seem like I don't know. It was melancholy, but it was beautiful. Yeah, like. yeah. And it's something that and then in the video she had lots of black women running through running through the fields and just sitting there staring at the camera just looking all beautiful and having like and shit and it was just like so many different shit yeah and it was just kind of like this is this is what we go through on the daily this is something that was passed down and it shouldn't be but it is like like my torturer became my remedy and it's just it's 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 beautifully tragic (laughs) that that album i remember I remember seeing the fucking commercial for Lemonade, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? What is Beyonce about to fucking do? It said 8 o'clock on HBO. I'm like, huh, okay. So I went and I watched the fucking visual album, and I'm just like, she outsold. She outsold. The visual album was something else. Like, that tied everything together for me. Like, I'm sorry. Did 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 I just blank out? Somebody just called me just now. Yeah, you blanked out. <laughs> I'm sorry. Somebody like why do people call me when I'm trying to fucking record and when I already said I can't talk right now? Like Cause you popping there? No, they gonna have to take it somewhere else. Like I can't help you right now. Okay, but yeah, you good. You good. Go ahead. Continue. <laughs> um, go ahead. Like, you gotta elaborate, girl. Speak your piece. Oh, 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 okay. All right. Mm. Okay. Uh, hmm. Lemonade. Lemonade, lemonade, lemonade. Um, it just shook me up. Like, just the creativeness, <laughs> the, like, the creativity of it all. Like, who just thinks to just do that? Like, I'm, I'm sorry, like, I'm not, like, being more, like, descriptive, but, like, it really hit me like a ton of fucking bricks when she dropped that. Like, mm-hmm. I needed that so much. And just, like, how the visual album cycles through, like, the grieving process. Like, every video, every song was just a specific part of the grieving process. And, like, she was so in- intentional with the album lineup. Yeah. That that did it for me. That did it for me. And that solidified her place as one of the best artists that will ever you know, walk the face of the earth for me. Goat. Like, fuck anybody else that got something to say about it. Like, Beyonce, yeah, she has people help write her songs, but, like, if you're a writer, you know how hard it is to craft songs and the way people want her to do it, the way we consume art in this day of age, this day and age, I said day of age, Jesus, the way we fucking (laughs) consume art in this day and age, we want our faves to drop albums when we say drop albums or we're not gonna buy their albums no more and like Beyonce takes her time she's intentional with her shit and she knows she knows that she can't do it all alone so I feel her I feel her I really do and it was definitely a coming of age album for me like when I talked to my daughter when I talked to my daughter about you know the popular albums from my from my uh 
for my years, for my glory years, Lemonade is definitely going to be that. <laughs> so. For sure. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Um, okay, so you give are you gonna uh explain your second fave or am i gonna yeah, explain do you wanna do you want me to like do it like back and forth back and forth we might as well do it with your... okay yeah we could do back and forth <laughs> okay uh anti we kind of already touched on it a little bit but it's just it's amazing like i feel like i don't know when every time i listen to anti i'll never forget how how re was snubbed so hard for anti with the Grammys, with with everything. Like, she deserved everything for that album. I feel like, and it's another thing, like, when it comes to Lemonade, I felt a journey when it came to reading that album. And first of all, it's shit like, yeah, I said it. Like, yeah, I said it walked so Girls Need Love could run. Like, Rihanna was just being like all out like this is what the fuck I want I don't give a fuck what society say I don't give a fuck what everybody on Twitter social media got to say like this is what I want period (laughs) I was like yes that's what I want my little senior ass but I felt like (laughs) I listened to that song every I mean not that song but I listened to that album every day and each song I kid you not in that album I have a story that goes along with it that don't nobody got time to explain right now but like (laughs) But like I'll just go with I'll just go with like my favorite two, Never Ending. I feel like Never Ending is one of Rihanna's most vulnerable songs. And I feel like it did not get the credit that it deserved because I don't know. It just is so beautiful and it's so stripped down. And to me, I feel like it's just her. It's just her um minimal background. Just it's so soothing and you just gotta listen to what she's saying. And I feel like she's beautiful and perfect in every way. And I've cried to that song several fucking times. Like, I don't know. It just shows, like, the anxieties that come with falling in love all over again and falling in love for the first time after learning how to love yourself. And it's just shit that a lot of people don't really talk about. When people talk about falling in love, they always glorify it. But she captured how, like, how exciting but how nerve-wracking it is to fall in love for the first time after a heartbreak. And I think that's something that should get talked about a lot more because the shit's real. Like it's not all cupcakes and rainbows. It's it's actually terrifying. <laughs> like yeah, it's, it's terrifying. Love, like love, isn't supposed to be this toxic roller coaster ride. But it's not gonna be sugar spice and everything nice either. Like yeah. you're dealing with another person. That means you're taking on everything that they go through. You're taking on their their fears. You're taking on their their you're taking on their habits and you're you're saying like, Hey, like this is crazy, this is wild, but I accept you. I mm-hmm. love you, I care about you. And you're choosing to share your space with them. And that in and it of itself is just a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. So I love songs that capture that. I don't wanna hear about your your toxic ass love. I don't wanna I don't I don't really wanna hear about that. But like, I want to hear about the realities of of real love, not not toxicity. Too much of that. Yeah. It, it's it's conflated. Toxicity and love are too conflated. I think they shouldn't exist in the same place. But I'm sorry. You no, like I, I wanted you to chime in. I know this is like both of our. Yeah, <laughs> for both that of us. anti was one of. Yeah, anti was my honorable mention. I had to. I had to. You know definitely praise Rihanna for that but my my second pick is 
a seat at the table. Because like I said, Lemonade was that album for Black women. That was our our grieving process. That was our our fucking holy grail for that year. But a seat at the table My was Black people. That was that was a, the the races. That was the the entire races fucking yeah. holy grail. That and Solange, Solange did that. Like Solange, Raphael, Sadiq. Oh like, my gosh. The dream team. The dream team. Like falling your ways so you can crumble. I don't think anybody what? was ready to have that fucking conversation. <laughs> like if I'm being real. Dog. She she smacked the fuck out of me. Yeah, she was loud as fuck. <laughs> she screamed. It was eight o'clock in the morning, and she screamed in my I'm like, ear. Why? Why are you so loud, though? Get the fuck! <laughs> why are you yelling? Why are you yelling? <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> Weary, come on. She had tweet on a song. We haven't seen tweet in ten plus oh years. Oh my gosh. We need tweet. We fucking need. I'm going to look for my body. I'm. I'll be back real soon. I'm going to look for my glory. I'll be back real soon. Me too. <laughs> Me fucking too. Yeah, I felt every bit of Same. it. Same. Dog, there's no, there is no throw away on a seat at the table, and I'm willing to argue with anyone about that. She had Master P doing the fucking interludes. I think the interludes, like the conversations, were one of my favorite parts. It reminded me of the miseducation. Yeah, yeah. And that's another reason why I love the miseducation. See, we're going to have to have an episode where we talk about our top 10 albums of all time. For sure. Like, yeah, most definitely. Because miseducation is definitely on that list. Fuck out of here. Her Um, hotel ass. Fuck you, Robert Glasper. Fuck you, Robert Glasper. Like, I don't care. I understand. I understand, but fuck you. Like, that was the greatest album. No, nah, it was it was out. amazing. Like, I, <laughs> uh, like, I still want to know, like, was there... I want to know the I, I want to know, no, I want to know, like, where the people are from the interludes. Yes, I think about that all the time. Like, where are the kids from, from, from the interludes? Yeah. Where are they? How are they doing? Are they okay? Like, they were so fucking ass. wise beyond their years but again like that's what you can expect when you deal with black kids yeah yeah most I'm definitely I'm pretty sure half them kids uh, been through shit that most people yeah. ain't seen until they were at least in their 20s and then like can we just talk about how Solange had Kalela on her shit like Kalela like y'all gonna give Kalela her flowers like I really need y'all to give Kalela her flowers like she's not a whispering she's not a beige whisperer so she might not get a listen from y'all but you need to listen to her I love how they're getting called beige whisperers now That that's me I passed that. <laughs> um, I did that as leader of the beige committee bitch you did not just deem yourself fucking leader I did (laughs) (laughs) like but yeah there was there's literally no bad song on a seat at the table and 
Solange put her fucking heart and soul into that shit, and you can see it. You can see it. And she is in a league of her yeah. own as far as the Noel sisters go. And I'm tired of people taking the time to pit her against her beautifully talented sister. And I'm tired of people pitting Beyonce. I thought that was no longer a conversation like, after she dropped fucking a seat at the table. Like, what the still fuck? is because people people still live in the fucking dark ages, fucking roaches. Okay, like, Cardi B. Okay, what you're not gonna do is um, <laughs> what you're not gonna do is <laughs> um, but um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, a seat at the table was very very black. It affirmed it affirmed my blackness. I will I will go ahead and say that. Like what lemonade was for black women, a seat at the table was for all black people. So. Yeah, give Solange her flowers. She's a legend. Um, and y'all are whores if you think that she isn't. Anyways. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Give, are we going to move on to 2017? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Wait, I didn't. I did not cover my honorable mention. <laughs> like, what was your honorable mention? <laughs> And anti, we, we did it. <laughs> like I didn't cover it for real. Okay, uh, you covered it. I didn't. Okay. Um. So, all right. I'm gonna just be real quick. Anti was very, very, very heartfelt. Um. I just really want to know how she managed to cover a Tame Impala song and not change anything about the song. Yet her version is better. Um. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like. I'm sorry to Tame Impala fans out there, but Rihanna outsold. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, also, I think the most heartfelt song on the album is Close to You. After I stopped talking to the person I was talking to this year, I went on like this binge. I kept listening to Close to You and sobbing my eyes out. <laughs> and I was listening to like what she was saying and it's so beautiful like she said she said nothing but a tear that's all for breakfast watching you pretend you're unaffected you're pulling our connections expecting me to let you go but I won't like <laughs> bitch are you trying to rip my heart out and sell it <laughs> Why? on the black market facts like sis you didn't you didn't have to do that that wasn't necessary like and then we're going to talk about consideration as well too we, we we're definitely going to talk about consideration because SZA with her singing in italics ass killed that yeah it was her fucking song she had a video shot for it and everything and it makes sense <laughs> it sounds like SZA yeah, like- but Rihanna also <laughs> and she still kept being yes. a part of the project and I respect that too yeah, yeah, yeah. I come fluttering in from Neverland. Like, me too, sis. I too am a fairy. Like, <laughs> like it was just such a really good album. And honestly, Rihanna, I'm going to ask you one question, one question only. Where's the album? We want the album. She's getting tired of our shit, and I'm getting fucking tired of hers. Like, Fenty's good. I, I, I love the lingerie, sis. Keep it going, you know. I'm living for the diversity, 
I'm living for the makeup. Yes, I don't know how to do makeup, but I can respect the girlies who can. Mm-hmm. But where's the album? Where is it? Donde esta the album? Like, I'm glad she's building her brand though, but goddamn, Reese, shit. Donde esta the album? Give it to us. Save humanity. Thank you. Okay, but now we're going to move on to 2017. <laughs> we like, we're fucking made. Um, <laughs> for, oh, for 2017, let's see. Um, what did I, I think I'll start with Control. I feel like Control was, I think it was the first album, and it's sad that it was, but I think for me it was the first album that told me it was okay to be transparent. Like, it, yes. it literally, if I had to describe control in one word, though it'd be hard to, I would say transparent. Like, it just embodies transparency. Every single song from 20-something to Drew Barrymore, like, I I just, <sighs> first, oh first of God. all, I, I discovered, and, like, it came out last year, and last year is when, because I graduated college early. So last year was when I was getting out of school, starting my life. And last year is when I started going through what my family calls the 20-something crisis. So the 20-something crisis is where you question if everything you've ever been passionate about in your entire life was worth working towards. You question if you're actually good at what you're passionate about. You question where the fuck your life is going. You feel like you're running out of time. You feel like no one fucks with you anymore. You realize that most of your friends were only friends because y'all had to be around each other a lot. You realize, like, most of your friends were just associates, and that's okay. You realize, like, that your self-worth wasn't actually self-worth. It lied in how people viewed you. Certain, just so so many, like, discoveries come in your 20s, and she embodied that perfectly. And I was going through a really, really tough time last year. And 20-something was literally the only thing that my 19-year-old ass could listen to. Like, it just, I, I don't know. I felt it. And she she was just so open and raw about it. Like, all alone, still not a phone in my name. My grandma still had to fucking pay my phone bill. Like, like, I just feel like such a failure all the time, I feel like. I do. I truly do feel like I'm running out of time when it comes to achieving my goals or being where I want to be in life. I feel like right now, right now is the age where I should have already been established, and I know that that's that's a facade. Like it's not yeah, realistic. Like it's it's not real at all. But it, it's still like it's a demon that I just can't escape sometimes. So it was it was reassuring to hear that song. But I think I think if I had to choose anything off the whole album, it would definitely be Drew Barrymore. When, <laughs> whenever she performed that song live, like she tells the story of how how the song came into play. She went to a party, bought hella weed for this guy so they could smoke it together. And he walked in with another girl. She got high as fuck, smoked all the weed by herself. Tell me why the exact damn thing happened to me. <laughs> Tell me why the exact fucking thing happened to me in college. Like the exact. I was feeling a girl. And I heard she liked Fireball. I bought a bottle of Fireball. I get to the party. A girl's dancing on her. They start making out. So guess who had nothing but Fireball? (laughs) And the whole night, I was just questioning myself. You. Right. (laughs) (laughs) For real. Like, I, I feel like, I don't know. Like, she just read the fuck out of me like from talking about 
when she go into um I'm sorry I'm not more attractive I'm sorry I'm not more lady like I'm sorry I don't shave my legs I at don't night. Shave my legs oh at my night. God. Oh my god. Oh my, go ahead. Go ahead and fucking apologize for some of the things we can't fucking change. Apologize oh for your insecurities god. out loud. Just lay them out there. Just lay them out there cuz he came to a party with another bitch. God. Tell us how fragile and you just, are. Oh my god. 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 Oh my like, goodness. Like just, and then okay, Please. like one more, one more, and then I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna shut the fuck up. All right, yeah. one more. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I feel like the concept <laughs> of doves in the wind is not widely appreciated oh. enough. Now, my family, when I when I made them listen to the album, a lot of people were like, "I don't get it. Like, don't real niggas deserve pussy?" And I'm like, "No." She said, "Real niggas do not deserve pussy." Saying like you deserve the whole box of chocolates. You don't just deserve pussy. You deserve everything that comes with me. My flaws, yes. my my connections, my strength, everything that I bring You're to real the table. Nigga. You won't get it you all. You won't get it the fuck all. <laughs> like, like mm-hmm. when I it's think the first thing that goes to my mind. Like, like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! No. But seriously, like, yeah, and then like... she got fucking Kendrick K Dot on the fucking track. Like oh. the the top dog entertainment jumped out. Like niggas being like yes. niggas will lose yes. their mind for it, wine for it, die for it, dying for it, for it. Dying for it. Time for it. you know, color line for it. Like and then he go into what is it, where is it where's the um how many wait how many sentiments you make before pushing pussy away? How many times she got to tell you that dick is disposable? That dick is disposable. But if she fuck a young nigga she like fuck me, a young it's nigga like you. me, it's over for you. Fuego, fuego. Let me tell you about how valuable and powerful pussy is. Let me tell you how oh. meaningless that shrimp between your fucking legs is. Like, let me just go into it. Like, let's talk like, about it. Like. <laughs> Nigga, we got silicone models of that. Dead ass. We got silicone models of that. We we won't even need you, Pip. But on the other hand, you can <laughs> like, never trivialize pussy. But a bum nigga like you would try it. But a bum nigga like you would try it. <laughs> I'm in awe. Let me shut the fuck up, bro. Go. 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 <sighs> Queen. Oh my bro, go. God. Like, being the awkward, the awkward black girl that I've been my entire life, um, and really exploring love in my late teens for what it really is. Drew Barrymore was that coming of age. So, like, I know I've been using that phrase a lot, but, like, y'all don't understand. Like, SZA put the words that I could not put down on paper, she put it to a song. Like, like I couldn't put all of the shit that I felt about the niggas I felt it for on paper. I'm, I'm a poet, but I ran out of words, my nigga. Like, but... Control did that for me, and Drew Barrymore did that for me. Like, why is it so hard to accept the party is over? Like, I had a moment like that earlier this year. I I pulled up to this nigga I loved, well, I cared about. I won't say loved. <laughs> I pulled up to this nigga's event, and you know, I was the first one to get there. You know, I was supporting him. You know, I pulled extra shifts so I could leave work early that day so I could make it on time. <laughs> like, I ain't have shit with me. I just had myself. I was way on the other side of town, paid for a $30 Uber. $30 fucking dollars. <laughs> $30, honey. But I told him I would be there, so I showed up. And I get there, and, like, you know, the shorty that he cared about and he really cared about and loved showed up mad late. No shade. No shade at all. Bitch shade. 
No, no shade at all. No dead ass. It's shade to him. Not yeah. her. She showed up mad late. And he was all over her. And I'm just like, <laughs> here I am. Over here. You was just in my house a couple days ago. What's tea? Right. And this was all in your face? <laughs> so, all in my face, girl. Wow. Girl. And, and Drew Barrymore really, like, fucked me up. Because, like, Am I warm enough for you? Like, am I? Like, and then 20-something, like, I'm not even in my 20s yet. I'll be in my 20s in December. Turn um, up, bitch. But I've been, I've yes. I've been, like, I've been in that, like, weird stage in my life, like, where I just grew up mad fast, so I could, I could completely relate to 20-something. Like, like, I've always... Like, hold on. My fucking brain just went flat. (laughs) Like my ass. Oh my god. Same. (laughs) Twins. Um, Twins. So, like, I just always had that fucking moment, like, in 20-something where it's just like, I'm not where I need to be. Like, graduating high school last year when I graduated salutatorian in my class niggas was asking me already when I hopped off the stage where are you going to college I'm just like why did I not even take my SATs leave me alone my god damn <laughs> but I graduated like remember that yeah I graduated horse <laughs> like my SATs was the day after my prom so I just didn't take them oh yeah that's unrealistic I was tired I was tired I'm like who what is SAT what, what, how do you spell that <laughs> how do you spell it <laughs> right <laughs> so I'm just like who? who's that I don't know her so it's like I've, I've been beating myself up for not going to college and stuff but going to college last year would be completely unrealistic like I talked about in the last episode I lost my lost my granddad last year mm-hmm. I was I was doing heavy community organizing I was in a whole bunch of shit at school like my nigga, I was what Whitney was talking about in I'm Every Woman. Like, oh, that was me last year. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> add existential burnout. <laughs> um, so, like, Control really fucked me up. And there's there's no bad song on that album. There's no bad song. Agreed. You can play it all the way through, and it's very relatable. And to me, con- Control really embodied that awkward black girl vulnerability like we we already have the broken-hearted scornful black woman mm-hmm. in r&b and you know we need that because it's definitely you know shout out to beyonce for don't hurt yourself because that was that was me i went through that but i also went through the drew barrymore shit i went through the fucking i went through i went through the supermodel shit like I I've even been through like a type of relationship like the weekend. And I'm I'm mad that niggas was really at Scissor's neck for the weekend when Shirley Murdoch made as we lay in the seventies. Hello. Hello. <laughs> That's a slapper. <laughs> No, that is a slapper. Yes. No, I gotta tell you this really funny story later about my grandma and how she like broke out into tears listening to that. I bet. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, 
Control really did that for me. It was it was another coming of age album for me as a as a young black girl, but a young awkward black girl mm-hmm. who can't always you know I don't always do the cool shit that R and B talks about. Like I can't you know scrape up nobody's car with my key. Like I'm just I'm just gonna sit over here and cry at the party that you're also at. <laughs> like uh, that's my revenge and <laughs> making that, you see me valid. sad that's valid though <laughs> like no seriously like and SZA really she she saw me like thank thank you for seeing me sis thank you <laughs> like, me. thank you it me <laughs> it me for real yeah so yeah so moving right wait, along wait real quick okay also can we just reflect on the fact that she named her song Drew Barrymore and it's perfect that it's named Drew Barrymore because everything that Drew Barrymore played like ever in her prime was everything that that song embodied and then she had Drew Barrymore walk Dead past ass. her in the fucking video. In the the video, movie stand and me jumped out like I freaked out. I freaked I out. I freaked out And at well. the, I Did you go to the, well. to the uh, to the Top God um, fuck Top God Top Dog fucking concert. Did you go? I did. So you saw that I when did. she performed it, like she had all these Drew Barrymore montages in the background and everything like that, like that girl next door, vulnerable, insecure sort of thing. Like it went with the vibe. She, 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 she didn't, she didn't perform. She didn't perform. Oh wait, you didn't perform she when didn't you perform. wait. She didn't perform when you went. Yeah, I mean, because I went to the one this year. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. She didn't perform oh, in Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. Okay, so that's when she was on her little hiatus because of her voice. Yeah. Okay. The one in New I York. To shock the shit out of her too. The one in New York was when she just got off the hiatus, <clears throat> and that was the night that she announced it. Uh, her voice was permanently damaged. So, like, she tweeted it right after she got off stage. But yeah, I wanted to sock the shit out of her because, bitch, how you just go and perform somewhere two weeks after? And you whole skip. She us. don't take. Man, we want a free she don't concert. She's trying to take care of her voice for for real because <clears throat> she's she never fully healed, and you see her. She's still out here performing Tuesday at Tuesday and Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday with a stage. Sisters on there trying to to make it through, and I'm like, I appreciate that she she's one of those artists that cares oh, about her words. Just lip like sync. she always I, like I love you. <clears throat> I love you, Solana, but just lip. She sync, wants please. to like go out and like put on a good show and never. But like <clears throat> we're not. Like, you see how people treat fucking Frank Ocean. You see how people treat people like B. Like, we we prefer we prefer quality over quantity. Like, you got a whole fan base that's waiting to wait. As long as you're giving your all and you sound like your best, like, we're willing to wait. Like, we're not that type of... I don't think... Yeah, and it's like, if you never... Yeah, yeah, they're not. They're not. They don't fucking appreciate the art that is SZA like I've been listening to Solana since fucking one since Teen Spirit even before for that, me like, since Z yeah um since Teen since Teen Spirit even uh what's what's the one song this is the epic tale of a broken mind it's it's old it's mad old this was when SZA was st- was a little bit chubby um, oh my gosh I remember that <clears throat> my friend used to try to get me on her all the time I used to be like no <laughs> like, all the time <laughs> no but no no I was missing out but whole time like she was dropping heat like um but yeah like for sure 
Definitely. All right, twenty eighteen, twenty seventeen. What's your did, did, did you cover? Did you cover damn? Yeah, I'm about to. I'm about to cover damn now. Okay. So for right. 2017, I have to say damn because first of all, the entire concept is Gene. Yes, it's a fucking storyline. And the Christian in me, like, oh my gosh. Like the Christian in me, like, really appreciate it because when he was basically doing interviews and everything like that, he basically talked about everybody talks about how 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 forgiving God is. And he personally believes God is a forgiving God. He's a merciful God. But he doesn't believe everything that the Bible preaches. And a lot of the stuff that the Bible mm-hmm. does preach is how hateful and how vengeful God can be. And that's mm-hmm. why through the song, he starts going over the deadly sins. He starts going over like the, the, the track list in itself. Like you hear loyalty, you hear <sighs> lust, you hear like, Lust is a slap. Yeah, you hear fear, like you hear all of the shit that is both glorified and 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 feared in the Christian community. And when I found out that you could play that shit backwards and it it still and makes it still sense, makes sense. Oh my god! First of all, the first time I heard it, I was high, and that was a mistake. Okay, like I'm talking like it was like 3 a.m. and I was listening to it. It was like a couple hours after it dropped. And that shit, I was just high, and I was sitting there listening. He's like, um, so I was taking a walk the other day. And I was like, oh, shit, oh, shit. So he's talking, and then the fucking old woman killed him and shit. And then he goes straight to, I got, I got, I got, I got loyalty, got royalty inside my D. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And you know what's crazy about that song? White people had the fucking audacity to buy merch with DNA lyrics on it. Like, that song was not for you, <laughs> nor was it about you. Your DNA is abomination. Down. My DNA not for imitation. Like, they he literally told you, like, your whole... Like, you're literally... An abomination. You are literally not listening. <laughs> you are literally not listening. Like, he... Why are you doing this to yourself? Started, he started it off, and, like, the second I heard it, I'm like, this is Kendrick. Like, I, I prepared myself from then on. Like, this is about to be a fucking roller coaster ride. Like, from the beginning to oh, the end, like, and then you got shit like fear, where he talking about I beat your ass if you blah blah blah, beat your ass if you does like, and he is talking about like how scarred black kids fucking be, like the different shit that people fear, and one of the shit is an abusive mom talking to her kid, like I'll beat your ass if you don't fear me, like I'll beat your ass, like it's just like traumatizing. I'll give you something to cry about, like it's so it's so crazy, like. There needs to be more discussion on how black parents really like raise their children with a certain brand of apathy. Like, how the fuck would you feel if a nigga went up beside your head and told you if you don't stop crying, I'm gonna give you something to cry about? Yeah, like goodness gracious. He fucking the fuck is you treating your kids like that. And then for? don't like... let me fucking get started on XX. Mm. X. Oh, this nigga started off America. Doom, doom. What? God bless you. God bless you. If it's good to you, yo, that song hit me so hard at the concert that I grabbed a white man and we were both screaming the lyrics back and forth to each other. Ain't no games. I can't sugarcoat no answers for you. This is how I feel. If somebody somebody killed my son, son, that that means somebody somebody getting killed. Somebody getting killed. Tell me what you do for oh love, loyalty, and passion of. 
all the memories collected dum, moments dum, dum, you dum, could dum, 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 dum. Oh, oh my god my thing is oh my god okay this is what this is what i really really appreciate about the song so not only does he cover hypocrisy like but right like for me it's rightful hypocrisy like i feel the same way like I don't agree with that gun violence shit. I don't fuck with guns. I don't fuck don't, with that whole situation. I don't, but, but if, if you if you can one of mine, I'm gonna lay all yours it's down. It's me, motherfucking B. Like he's playing for all mine. I'll lay yours. Like and then at the end he goes, matter of fact, I'm about to speak at this convention. Call you back. All right, kids, I'm about to talk about gun control. Pray for me. Damn. <laughs> Bro, like into this shit to talk about what the fuck he was just preaching for. Now he about to preach against it, and then you hear his fucking inner demons like pray for me, and it's like, yo, he he's going through some shit the whole time. He's battling demons because he don't got nobody fucking praying for him, and he makes a point to say, ain't nobody praying for me. And I I wrote a poem called I wrote yes, I wrote a poem called Ain't Nobody Praying for Me because of that, like. Yeah, I'm gonna share my poetry with y'all one day. One day, dead maybe. ass, dead ass. Maybe you should. And dog, tri- triple X. Yeah, and the other thing different. I appreciate about the about the song is that he brought out fucking um, fuck, 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 fuck. Uh, oh yes, YouTube. <laughs> he paired up with YouTube, it's not a place. and the way it comes in at the end. This country is to be ourselves, our drum and bass. You close your eyes to look around. It like it spoke to how blind white people are and how blind they choose to be. Okay, you close your eyes to look around. Okay, so the reason I appreciate him bringing you two on the track is because it to me, I just I basically feel like not a lot of people, not a lot of people fuck with you two from this generation. <laughs> and yeah, no, definitely not. Yeah, like not a lot of people, not a lot of people fuck with fuck with you two. And I mean, it's cool. And when Bono comes in. I was, I think I was reading something about it on Genius, and it basically talks about how during U2's song, they brought out, and I can't remember, oh, Johnny Cash, and U2's song, when they were in the prime of their career, they brought out Johnny Cash, who was not very popular with the modern artists of that time period, but they still gave him a platform to, like, further, further the idea of the song and the message of the song. And now he's in the prime of his career and he's bringing out U2 and now Bono's singing on the track, helping further convey the shit that he was trying to convey. And it's mm-hmm. just like, look at time. Like, look at the way shit works. Like, U2 was just yeah. doing that shit for Johnny Cash. Now, umpteen decades later, Kendrick's doing it for free. And they're both, gen- they're both genres that did not mix. Like, it was country and then it was rock and alternative and then for Kendrick it was hip hop and alternative and I think it was a good it was a it was a slept on a slept on collaboration and honestly there couldn't have been anybody else he could have put on on that song and it would have like really done done that for me yeah. like it it really and and like people with with trip with xxx like people look at you know what he said in the beginning like when he went real hard but like did you fucking hear what he said when a song broke down to the youtube part like like nigga like 
that nigga Kendrick's a fucking genius. Like I'm not, I'm not, ex- I'm not accepting no other title for that man. Like he gets better with every project. How dare these people compare him to J Cole? Like how dare? I've you? never seen that comparison in my life. Kendrick and J Cole. Yes. I look. I don't see it because I'm. I'm just not seeing it. Like it. But like niggas actually compare the two, and I'm just like, no, no, not at all, not at fucking all. Like no, fuck niggas, that. Niggas hop on Twitter talking about you need a certain level of intelligence to listen to Jermaine. Oh Cole. my gosh! Nigga, As we keep saying, no, you don't. As we covered in this podcast the nigga, before, no, you don't. Niggas said hot dog catch up to me. I love Jermaine. I do. I do. I love Jermaine. Born Center was a wonderful album. But you're not, you're not, he's not that girl. He's not that girl. The closest I've um, got to comparing them is when they was when they joined forces to do the Black Friday, the Black Friday mix. That that shit, that shit was fire. Yeah, it was. That shit was unreal. I I needed that. Um but yeah, that's the only time I've ever compared them. To me. Kendrick is just light years ahead of any nigga right now as far as lyricism. And I'll fight anybody on that. I will fight anybody on that. Like, rumble me, dickhead. Um, So, yeah. uh, 2018. 2018. 2018. I, of course, have to go with, like I said, dirty computer. Like, Janelle Monet. I was her for Halloween this year because just like it seems like at the same time that she started becoming more more public with her 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 queerness and more public with her her like her her way of thinking and just like how she's been moving lately is it's the same time that she was doing all of that I was also coming into myself and coming out of my shell and just not giving as many fucks when it came to what people thought or what people knew about me and dirty computer was exactly that like she was just wholeheartedly herself like you got songs like um make me feel where she's talking about literally just being queer like i'm not shit i'm just queer and in the movie in the music video is so funny like she's dancing back and forth from a man to a woman to a man to a woman and she's like i can't help it and i'm like yo why are you the female prince like why are you the no dead ass like She's and, and the whole time, like, and if y'all have not watched the visual album for Dirty Computer, y'all need to watch it yesterday. I need to get my life together and actually listen to Dirty Computer. I'm sure you have it because you keep, you keep, you keep, 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 keep shutting up. And I know if you heard it, you would be dead right now. Like, you would be, you can't shut up when you listen to Dirty Computer and you're black and you're queer and you're about to be. I'm telling you, you're going to get your life. And when you're done, I need you to call me. Like, I need you to call me. I'm going to call you and just scream into the phone for like 45 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> I can see it now. Like, no, ah! it's literally like the, the plot of it is so, and like, I'm not going to spoil it for you, <laughs> sis, but like the plot altogether is basically, it takes place in a futuristic world. And after. Oh, Afrofuturism. Exactly. We stand. Exactly. We so it's a futuristic world and it's post-apocalyptic times and mm-hmm. they're basically trying to maneuver how to go around the world when like and basically the only people that survived were queer black people 
queer black people, <laughs> queer people of color. There's a couple white people in there, but you know, the majority it was basically a world dominated by queer black femmes and women and it was just so beautiful and they're just talking about like how you got to maneuver that and how people it's like a metaphor for how the world tries to put women especially black women in a box and a part of me don't even I don't even want to get too deep into dirty computer because you haven't listened to it all the way through yet and you need to so let's say dirty computer has been my so many coming of age albums it's it's a coming of age album for me for sure it definitely helped me embrace my blackness my queerness and I don't know I just feel like when it comes to being queer people can be hella heteronormative like it's who's gonna be the boy Mm -hmm. and who's gonna be the girl like I hate that small minded ass shit but we're both both women like why why are you doing this like why it's it's definitely a generational thing like I feel like the the people in the generation before us definitely have it worse than we do like the the queer Mm -hmm. people of that generation but we still got a lot of unlearning like me myself I still have so much unlearning to do when it comes to like shit being so heteronormative and she basically just Mm -hmm. breaks down all barriers and literally the video for pink itself like she's literally just singing about how amazing pussy is and like (laughs) I don't know like I just love it and the visual is just black women dancing around as pussies <laughs> yes I'm like I, I stand I stand and I don't know I love Janelle she don't shut the fuck up man I hope she never does that's 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 my that's my album for 2018 definitely go check out the the visual album and then listen to the album all the way through but watch the visual album first Okay, uh, my favorite from this year. It was a close call. It was a very close call. Um, okay, um, my favorite from this year was Saturn by Nao. That woman, if you have not heard her music, please, please, please go check her please out. Please do. The only reason why I didn't say Dirty Computer is because I didn't listen to it. If I would have listened to it, that probably would have been my fave. Because Zamaya and I's fucking taste in music are incomparable. pretty much It's alike. incomparable how, like, how yeah. great. And just, we love taste. <laughs> we <laughs> we love that. taste. We love taste. <laughs> we love taste. Uh, like, um, oh, and for... 2017 real quick let me just backtrack mm-hmm. i have an honorable mention freudian oh, by daniel caesar yeah. goddamn we we're not just gonna skip past freudian sure. we're not we're not gonna For do sure. that we're not gonna do that we're not gonna do that like he interpolated a kirk franklin song if you know me like i've said on the show before i stand for kirk franklin like it's a fucking religion mm-hmm. <laughs> like and when I heard him interpolate hold me now on hold me down I just I'm like why why would you do that take my edges I don't need him nah, he came through like like that there's no there's no skips on that album that's that album is unskippable like there's no for skips. sure for sure um but for 2018 my favorite was uh, Saturn by Neo mm. um she is from London. She is a fucking queen. gorgeous. Her voice, oh my god, 
her voice is like so distinct because it's so high it's so high i swear i thought it was auto-tune when i first heard it i'm like wow me too when i first heard bad blood i'm like who's this woman? yes bad blood papa who this woman <laughs> like no seriously though like i i needed saturn um and that little did you hear uh fucking the 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 song titled saturn the fucking duet that she had with the nigga like are you talking about when saturn like, returns the interlude or are you talking about the one featuring saturn or is it Quabes? I don't know. Yeah, what Quabs? I think it's Quabs. I hope it's Quabs. Uh, but yeah, the one feature. Yes, Quabs. yes, and I stand. Oh. I stand. Oh. oh, her mind. Like, listen. Another lifetime. I just, uh, I actually wrote a poem called Another Lifetime, but the title is Otra Vida, mm-hmm. and that's Another Lifetime in Spanish. Um, I read it to Demaya, and I, I wrote it as I was listening to Another Lifetime because, like I said, I went through a really, really rough patch with someone earlier this year, and uh, it's taken me a lot to get over it, and I'm still not over it, but like that poem was basically a benediction to the whatever we had going on like i'm i'm burying it and i'm you know saying my saying my last rites over it like my last prayers mm-hmm. so it's like that song really inspired me to do that like another lifetime like hopefully you know things didn't end so amicably in this lifetime so maybe when we cross roads and we break off into another space and time perhaps things can be amicable there. yeah <laughs> like so that woman she makes beautiful it music does. she doesn't get enough credit. yeah she doesn't get enough credit and at all no um, like speaking of another lifetime it fucking pierced me in the heart y'all when she said how i wish i was perfect enough perfect enough for my um, own heart sometimes i swear it was enough for my own heart i guess i'll wait another oh lifetime oh my gosh <sighs> Oh my gosh. That punch that punched me in the fucking fucking face. Took me like the way I sobbed, bro. The way I literally sobbed to that shit. That song gripped me up by my collar and told me to go stand. Like, why are you yelling? Why are you yelling? (laughs) (laughs) No, seriously. Why are you yelling? (laughs) No, seriously though. And then drive and disconnect. Like, come on, Afrobeat. Come on. She's, a, she's ahead Let's of the go. fucking curve. Like, I'm telling Honestly. you, you need to catch up. Dog. Like, that album was unreal. And it, it's so refreshing to hear a voice that different. Yeah. Like, we got all these, we got all the all the beige shorties whispering and shit, but like she's whispering, but she sounds good in her voice. Actually, she's not whispering. She just has a really, really high, distinct voice, and it could be mistaken as whispering, but she's not a whisperer. So get into Nao. Get into, get into Nao. So those are our favorites over the past three years. Yeah. Um, it was really, really hard. It was very meticulous. It was a very meticulous choosing process, but we Hell did it. Though. Yeah, we, we did Wait, that. bro, I cannot, I cannot finish this episode without talking about the kids are all right by Chloe and Hallie. First uh, of the fuck of all, okay. First the fuck of all, like they wrote and produced this whole fucking 
album. They wrote and produced and performed this Happy whole without me? Fucking Happy without me. Album. Like, and the Happy way like they're too they're they're too like they're they're wise they're wise beyond their years. Like how are y'all eighteen are. and twenty years old? Like and it's not even about what they're what they're singing about because we all feel we all have the capacity to feel that deeply, but it's it's how they execute it to me. Like it's how they how they put it into words and how they make it sound so beautiful. Like even the most painful of things like cool people. Cool People is hands down my favorite, favorite fucking song on the album. And it's basically talking about, like, once you've become so broken, there's a certain point where you lose faith in all of the encounters that you'll ever have, all the relationships you'll ever have. And it's that one person that comes along. Mm-hmm. It's that one person that comes along and just changes the whole course of everything for you. And it mm-hmm. reminds me so much, not not the sound of it, but the message reminds me a lot of Never Ending by Rihanna. It's, it's mm-hmm. like slowly falling in love again. It's not, you're not moving too fast. You're not jumping into it. You're not talking about the future yet. You're just like, okay, <laughs> this is where I used to be. This is where I am. And this is how I'm starting to feel. And like, you're just going with the flow and you're, you're mm-hmm. being okay with like taking things slow and like accepting how you feel as you feel it. And they're just so beautiful and they sound so beautiful and they have just, they have their own sound and I'm so happy for them. Beautiful, bro. Like their voices are so pure. Yeah. And for me, my favorite on the kids are all right was happy without yeah. me, but mine is Joey Badass's part. I'm sorry, like I skip past that part. <laughs> I don't really know what he's um, saying. We didn't, <laughs> we didn't need it. We didn't need it. Uh, you could have kept it. Um, but happy without me really scalped the shit out of me because once again, the shit I already went through this year, it, it just spoke to how I was feeling, mm-hmm. and it's like, it's like I. It it breaks my heart, you know, that you're out here, you know, you're happy without me. That's a tough ass pill to swallow. Like, you're happy without me. Like, we, oh shit, the, the waterworks are coming. <laughs> Never mind. No, um, but they they also say they it. also say, but the sun will come again, maybe one day come in again. the future. In the future, you'll be coming run. You'll go a little. You'll come running back again. <laughs> maybe one day in the future yeah but i feel a little just a little bit just a little little too late (laughs) too late oh you call up those other chicks i can't oh my god listen that part scout me but like Like, but this is what it still is (laughs) yeah 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 because i still feel optimistic like i know that you know when shit ends so abrupt like that it almost never just ends right there. Mm-hmm. So whatever happens, happens. But I'm still kind of optimistic about it. But I am still a realist. So I'm going to take it for what it is now. Yeah. So, I, I, like, I appreciate yeah. when people, when like realism and optimism go hand in hand. Because it's not something you see a lot. Yeah. I'm an optimistic realist. I really am. Um because being an optimist all the time is foolish. Being a pessimist all the time is foolish. And sometimes being a realist isn't always realistic. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. Uh, so that's our best. And our that's our best album. We didn't get to go over our worst. Perhaps we could do that for our next episode. Um, we're gonna cover who we stand real quick. Two people we stand right now. Go. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I gotta choose. I gotta choose. Uh, Beyonce and Chloe and Halle. 
Like, as of now, for sure, Beyonce and Chloe and Halle. I'm sure I could think of more, but... Oh, no. Beyonce, Chloe, and Halle, Kendrick. Those are, those are like, my three right now. And, of course, Paramore. <laughs> oh, my God. Paramore, yes, yes. Like, above okay. all. <laughs> so, I'm going to pick... I'm going to pick five um, from all time. Um, we're going to do Whitney. We're going to do Beyonce. We're going to do um, Kendrick. We're going to do Tupac and... Who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Uh, Frank Ocean. Frank Baby Ocean. Frank. And oh, did I say Paramore already? Because I meant to no, say Paramore. No, you didn't. Okay, so honorable mention of Paramore. I just had to get my black girlies out the way first. Uh, um. So yeah, honorable mention of Paramore. They they took me through my edgy preteen stage, and I'm still in my edgy preteen stage, even though I'm well into adulthood. So yeah, um, that was. This has been our fourth episode of We Talk and Podcast. Thank y'all so and... much for tuning in with us again. Thank y'all so much for a hundred followers on instagram let's keep it going honey and we're almost at 100 plays on our podcast page be sure to go listen to us on all your major listening platforms we're on spotify we're on apple Podcasts. we're on google Podcasts. we're on all those hoes please go listen like we sit here and we craft these episodes for y'all well for us more more (laughs) but for y'all too like because we want to create a dialogue. Yeah. So, and we can't create a dialogue if y'all ain't talking back to us. So, I need y'all to listen. I need y'all to give us input and I need y'all if you if you want something if you want to talk about something, hit us up. We might be able to bring you on the show. For sure, for sure. And topic suggestions, you know, anything good, y'all need us to cover. Yes. Good shit. Good shit is is coming your way. Please be patient and thank you for joining us on the ride that is we talking podcast we couldn't do it without you so um this has been we talk the fourth episode of we talking i'm charlie and that's a wrap we out there